0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And before we start, if these episodes have made a difference in your life, I have a favor to ask would you consider making a financial contribution towards the operation expenses of the show? And you may not know this, and the reason why I ask is most shows out there are funded by commercials. And I personally hate commercials, so I've been paying the expenses myself. And things are getting just a tiny bit tight, and I will, I promise, keep the show going no matter what it takes. But uh, I would be grateful if you're interested in contributing. Even a few dollars would help. And you can easily go to PayPal dot m e slash Sandra Champlain. But please don't feel obligated because again, I will keep it going no matter what. And a few people did contribute last month. And I want to thank you for that because it definitely did help. So now onto the show, we are welcoming back the lovely Christine Dominiak. I interviewed Christine on episode 23 about after death communications, also known as the signs we may receive from our loved ones in the afterlife. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Christine about talking to children about death and the afterlife. Christine is the author of many books, but her books specific to this topic are Heaven Talks to Children, and two children's books, Grandpa Visits from Heaven and Grammy Visits from Heaven. Christine is a certified grief recovery specialist and is a regular guest on television and radio shows and speaks often at conferences. Her website is Christineduminiac.com. So without further ado, welcome back to We Don't Die Radio, Christine Duminiac.
1: Thank you, Sandra. So wonderful to be back here talking to you again, my friend. I, I just know. love the work that you're doing.
0: Thanks, and it's been like almost two and a half years since we spoke. And I, I
1: can't believe it.
0: I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. And then there I was. I saw you on Fox and Friends. I thought, oh, she's there, and on uh, different television shows. And I and I see on your website you're popping up here and there. I mean, you are so passionate about making a difference, and I'm so proud of you.
1: I'm so proud of you too, Sandra. Honestly.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I thought it was important to, to bring you back. And then also, I I have one of your children's books, and I thought there's nothing else out there like this. So I thought, we need to talk to Christine again. So, Christine, how should we start this episode?
1: Um, well, I I believe we were going to talk about how a parent or can explain death to probably yes. a young child, I think an older child understands it a little bit better, but a younger child does not realize what's going on and why grandpa isn't coming around or, or Grammy isn't coming around. So I do talk about this. There's a chapter in my book, Heaven Talks to Children, about how parents can explain death to a young child and an older child. But I guess for purposes of this radio show, we'll want to deal with younger children since you know they don't really have a clue about the afterlife and things like that so much. So so when a you have to explain death to a young child the best way is to explain that the body does not work anymore but the spirit that looks just like the body lives inside the body and when this, the body dies that spirit just pops right out and flies off to heaven to be with God and oh, the angels. Very sweet and very yeah. true. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, I think it's just as important to visually show a child how this happens. And both of my children's books, Grammy Visits from Heaven and Grandpa Visits from Heaven, have illustrations that show like a body. Uh, and lying in bed and the spirit that looks just like the body coming out of the body with the with the angels and flying off to heaven. So that's, they can visually grasp that concept if they see it. So I think that's why it's so important for children to see it because, you know, how do you explain this unless you really see it? Don't you agree with that? Sandra? Absolutely. It makes it much easier. And then I, in my book, I, I have like pictures of heaven and God, and family members, and pets, and different activities that that children can do in heaven. So they understand that it's just not, you're just not floating on a cloud, which is what I thought growing up, and <laughs> even as an adult, <laughs> until I got into this field, that there's so much busy work and fun work to do in heaven. So the pictures illustrate that, that it's just not a boring place. It's, a, it's like being on earth, but better, Because then you can explain to a child that everyone in heaven can fly, um, they can um, swim, they can swim in the ocean, they can play with um, friendly, uh, all the animals in heaven are, are, are friendly, so you can play with all the different animals, that there's like playgrounds and swings, and you can like, draw and sing and dance because all these things are true in heaven there's just everything that we can do here on earth we can do in heaven but so much more than what is available to us on earth and then you also explain that um, when that loved one that mother or father whoever the grandfather dies there's there's no more boo-boos in heaven there's no more hurts Uh, they don't die in heaven so that's also comforting, too, to know that they won't hurt mm-hmm. also. So and um, so that's how I like to approach it. And I would like to approach it uh, audible, audibly, where, vocally, where you're explaining it, but at the same time showing the pictures. That also explains it to a child.
0: Um, mm-hmm. How about our pets? I mean, because... Yeah. our so, pets go to heaven too because I know being a young mind I'd like to ask that question
1: absolutely too. and they come back and visit us from the afterlife in addition to our loved ones so yes in fact I, next year that's going to be my next book mm. my pet visits me from heaven something along those lines so they can see what happens to a pet because that's a pet so near and dear it's a, it's a family member really so yeah. it's and, and and one of the ways when you are explaining um a death to a child if they've already had a pet die um it kind of it, they've kind of seen it a little bit whether it's a goldfish or you know cat or whatever and that helps to explain in a way the funeral um, that the body doesn't work anymore and that we you know, buried it in a box or whatever. And But I don't like to stop at that point, because that's very sad. If you realize that that spirit still lives, and that spirit may come back and visit the child. And that's a, a special, children have a natural gift to see and hear spirits. And because the younger they are, they don't realize the difference between a physical being and a spirit. So sometimes, you know, you know that your mother has died, but your little child is saying... Oh, hi, Grammy. And so no one can see Grammy but the little child. And so that happens very, very often. There's kind of like no veil at times between children and, and the spirits that come to visit them and play with them. They often come and play with them. So um, they teach them things like they help them tie their shoelaces. And they t- and I've in my book, Heaven Talks to Children, they've talked about how uh, Grandpa helps me to surf and things like that. So, yeah, and back to pets. Let me go back to pets. Mm-hmm. I personally have had pets visit me from heaven. I've had two dogs visit me from heaven. I've had a cockatiel visit me. I've had a, a pet chicken that I had uh, when I was a child visit me about two years ago in a dream where I got to ha- take care of him again. So, yeah, absolutely. Could you believe that? A pet chicken? <laughs>
0: Well, this might be the the time to come out with it, but I've had a chicken roaming the yard who belongs to a neighbor, and her name is Blanche, I found out from the neighbor, but for some reason, Christine, she likes my yard more than she likes her yard, she's a beautiful black chicken, and... um, She's got quite a following now on Facebook because I put uh, chicken inspiration. <laughs> like all shorts <laughs> up, and somebody just challenged me to gotta talk about Blanche on your show. So there, there you go. <laughs> I know a perfect lead-in for you. Yeah, but there's so many different types of animals that have personalities, um, and so and that way we share our love with them. You know, certainly they come back. But I, I have some questions. And I know yeah. you've got more to say. Um, but what about, you know, let me back up a little. I know I've talked to plenty of people on this show that as a child, they, they did see spirits and they saw people and they thought other people could see them and then they couldn't. And, and then right. they stopped sharing about that. And then eventually, you know, a lot of these people went away, you know, the pe- kids grew up. But what about kids that may not be able to see them. is there another way that we can tell uh, kids that their loved one can come through?
1: Yes, they How can they come can visit sure they can come through in dreams uh, everyone you know everyone uh, can experience that. I mean adults have a harder time sometimes because they don't remember their dreams, but Uh, Yes, definitely in their dreams, that would be a way whether you have a gift or not to see and hear spirits that when we're in our dream state, it's very easy for them to come through to us. And sometimes people... Don't understand that they're getting a real visitation from a loved one, and they just think it's a dream. But anything that's visit vivid and comforting is a real spiritual visit from a loved one. So that would be a way to be on the lookout for it. And in fact, um, in my book, God's Gift of Love: After Death Communications, there's techni- there's um, tips on how to receive dream visits, and also on my website too. So they can go to my website. Okay. And- And read those tips for a dream visit. But also, um, if you're looking for an afterlife sign from a loved one and you don't think you're getting one, uh, many times we don't recognize um, them around us because we just think it's a a coincidence. So what I have found is if uh, if you just say a prayer to God to allow that loved one to visit you... And then state to your loved one something specific that you would recognize, whether it's a coin, particular coin, a penny, a dime, uh, a butterfly, uh, whatever is your choice and say, this is what I would recognize from you. And so when you get that specific request, you know, you got your sign. And so then be on the lookout for more of the same sign, because once they know that we get it, they will repeat their particular sign, because they want us to get it. They want us to know that they're around us.
0: Mm. And I like that you say say a prayer to God in the beginning of all this. I, I know, I, I don't often hear that, and people I've heard are kind of demanding, I've been asking for a sign and nothing comes through. Uh, can you say a little bit about
1: the power oh, of prayer? Oh, absolutely. See, what most people don't understand is that our loved ones can't do anything without God's permission. It's just that they have to go through God because, first of all, um, God knows whether this will be good for you or not, or whether it would keep you um, longing for to be in a state, a a mental state, away, or emotional state, away from reinvesting in life again or whatever so it's always a gift from God because he knows you he knows you so and so you always need to thank God for anything any blessing that you have in your life and that will bring you more and so it's a way for you to get closer to God to understand that he loves you and he's there for you and trust in him now a lot of people will be impatient after they put their request out to God and their loved one but just you know Let it be in God's timing, because he might be trying to heal you in a different way that you're not aware of. So yeah, God is the giver of everything good. So always don't bypass him. Maybe that's what he's waiting for, for you to come to him so you can establish a stronger relationship, a closer relationship with him. So you will benefit from that in the long run, knowing how much you're loved. We're all God's special kids here on earth and every one of us means so much to God. It's like any parent, you know, if if we had, you know, just picture one parent over all of us and that's, we're all so special to him. So he wants us to know that. And part of that is to go to him and ask him for things. And some people don't like to pray for themselves and, but really they're robbing themselves of that personal relationship they could be having with God, and which is the greatest source of comfort ever. So, you know, don't bypass God. You know, He wants you to reach out to Him. And He won't interfere in your life unless you ask. Although, there are people that get afterlife signs without praying for it, but that's also another gift from God. Mm. So, that's that's what... And I have found the people who seem to have a connection to God seem to feel at peace uh, and accept acceptance much faster than people who don't have any relationship with God. There's such a striking difference because I have this Facebook group called um, after death communications and prayer wave where we pray for people to get a sign from their loved one. And, I've always noticed, and I established this in the year 2000, started as a message board, and now it's the Facebook group. But the people that have like a, um, faith in God and a relationship with God seem to do so much better with their pain and, um, and healing when they have that relationship with God versus the people that don't. They, they seem to just, I don't know, they just seem to be um, kind of like treading water and not really getting past that point.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, a good conversation, Christine, because I know I've studied uh, a bunch, not a ton, but quite a bit of the power of prayer and healing uh, and incredible the results that have been proven, like the difference that prayer makes. Um, and then even the power of gratitude. And somebody had once said to me, uh, and it was pretty good, I think it was one of these episodes that, you know, if you imagine your grandmother giving you a gift and you don't say thank you, well, how exactly. much is she going to want to give you another gift? But exactly. when you give somebody something, it's like, oh, my God, Grandma, that was the best. Well, next thing you know, Grandma's thinking of something else she can give you and it's something else. And, and, and so it really is, you know, just playfully said when we are... really honestly grateful not just looking for more stuff but really honestly grateful you know who wouldn't want to continue to give it's like oh look at she loved all those unexpected pennies or all the feathers or you know what else can i do what else can i conjure up and and you know the whole god conversation even with me i mean i know christine i i do have my faith but do I have an active relationship uh, with anyone in the unseen world? <laughs> Not so much. I, 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 it's just I'm human. I'm on the journey as well. I think we all are. But to know and really trust both in God and and in our loved ones. I mean, th- there's this unseen world that's around us. I mean, we all trust the internet's real because things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to see it to believe it. A- and what a way of living life to really trust that we aren't alone, and and I can get it. I can get. We'd have uh, just a more peace filled, oh, powerful life. It's so really comforting. getting
1: it. It's so comforting. And 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 uh, and if if people will look back in, through their life and look at the times where their prayers have been answered. Um in small ways even that were important to us or even big ways where there was some kind of a divine intervention that saved you from death for instance um, they just have to you know go back and look because Um, if you just think what has god done for me today hey, maybe that won't cut it but if you go back and and Review your life a little bit and see how many times god has answered your prayers now Here's something really funny that I don't really tell people Uh, But when I was about 14 or 15, I was getting these warts on my wrist Mm -hmm. and I had them removed. They were burnt off by the doctor and it was very, very painful. And I thought, well, that was the end of it. Never have to go through that again. And a while later, they start growing back again. Now, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't that close to God, although I went to Catholic school. So I did pray and all that. But And I remember praying to God to please take away these words so I don't have to go through that burning off again because that was terrible. Very soon thereafter, the words just disappeared on their Now, whose words disappear? That doesn't happen. Once they're there, they're there. And I thought, oh, oh, oh." as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, I, I guess that was God. Was that God? How'd that happen? You know, but that's what I pray for. And I think God was trying to show me that I hear you, Chris. I hear you. Okay, I'm going to do this for you, so you'll believe in me. You yes. See? yeah. And so, at the time, I thought, "Well, this is quite a coincidence." I prayed, and, but now when I look back, I thought, "Oh, God wanted me to showing me He was there for me, and He did it in this way that was important to me." So you see, so if you look back and see how things in your life have uh, been answered by God, yeah, yeah. And then- thing about afterlife signs. I want people to, you were talking about getting a gift Uh and acknowledging the gift. Well, some people think, oh, I think that was a sign that I just got. And instead of saying thank you and accepting the gift, they analyze it to death and they analyze it away. And And then what they're doing, they're disappointing their loved one and God, because that was meant for their joy and comfort. And they're just so into the scientific aspect of it and analyzing it from all angles. And I always say, if you're going to are are on the side of accepting the gift, you know, don't just analyze it away and you'll start to see if you do that, that more will come because they'll know that you're accepting of it now.
0: It's true. And, you know, whatever you focus your attention on, I find seems to happen. Um, you know you're go going on a trip to Hawaii and next thing you know you see Hawaiian shirts everywhere before you you, you go on the trip right now those Hawaiian shirts are probably always there but you, you didn't pay attention to it so when we start I, I like that um, making the request of a specific sign and then be on the lookout for it I would think it would take a lot of work and creativity for our loved ones to manipulate energy to have something show up in our path so the little things that are relatively available whether it's the pennies the dimes the feathers the um even getting us to look down my my thing that keeps happening is i keep seeing the number 33 and it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting because i tie that in to just kind of remember who you are, Sandra. You know, this is, this is a you know, kind of a, well, it is a divine met, uh, message to me. But when times are tough or if I'm stewing in something, even I just had a two hour drive home uh, before I called you, Christine. And, you know, our minds can get the best of us. I mean, I'm worrying about things from the past and the future and thinking, oh, come on, Sandra, just be present. You know, none of these things are real. But we, you know, but our mind creates these, these worries and everything and just then I look down at the license plate in front of me and it's 333 it's like oh okay uh, all right I get it but I mean it happens all the time Oh, that's- uh, yeah and uh it's just my little sign it's just something my personal sign to just get get over it you know (laughs) Like get back in the present moment there's a much bigger picture going on um can you tell us some stories christine well first of all if you don't mind some of our listeners have not heard episode 23 way back when uh and just maybe just say a little bit about yourself what makes you more of an expert in the world of the afterlife and you know being able to write a sign and like how how is it that you know that grammy and grandpa do visit from heaven
1: Okay, so back in 1998, I was just like everyone else, but thought, oh, heaven's just a place where you flew around clouds, and that was a boring place. And I really wasn't into any of the afterlife uh, information because I had not really lost anyone of uh, my immediate family, although uh, years before that, I did lose a pregnancy, but I just felt like, well, you know, it was like nature's way of taking care of uh, something that was imperfect, and uh, even though it hurt, I was able to, you know, get over that, and luckily, I did get pregnant again, so I really didn't think so much about anything. I didn't think that there was a spirit with that child or anything like that back at the time, so back in 1998, my dead in-laws showed up in my bedroom one night, and they stayed for an hour, and I woke up my husband to told them that his parents were in the room, and um, this is in the beginning of my book, God's Gift of Love After Death Communications. I explain how I got into this field and the same with Heaven Talks to Children, I explain it. And so prior to this, if anyone talked to me about anything spiritual, about afterlife signs, and my eyes would just glaze over because I couldn't identify with it. I'm sure a lot of people who have not lost a loved one felt the same way too, thinking, oh, this is really woo-woo. Right. When you have Dead people show up in your bedroom. (laughs) You take another look, you know. Yeah. So and then they kept coming back night after night. I thought, well, they're they're trying to tell me something. What is it they're trying to tell me? So I went on a quest to um, find out everything that I could. And uh, someone, Judith Guggenheim, uh, the co-author of Hello from Heaven, Mm -hmm. recommended that I get in touch with this Christian medium, Sunny Wells, and I did. I used to speak to my guardian angel to find out what the heck all this meant, what was going on. And being a Christian, we're not encouraged to go to mediums, so, all right. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm a Catholic, so, you know, same with Catholics. And so, but I felt really comfortable with her because her belief system was similar to mine and she told me how to protect myself when spirits show up in the room and, you know, you know, asking Jesus to protect me and things like that. So, and I felt very comfortable with that. So I figured, well, she's not some person that has way out there um, beliefs that don't jive with mine. That's why I felt comfortable with her. So we talked to my guardian angel and he explained that I was, I had a mission from God. It was up to me to accept it or not. And that I was going to be, I was going to be helping people spiritually and emotionally and eventually with touch healing. And he gave me ways to get it, start getting into that field suggestions and he said the reason why my in laws came, they were just saying to say hello coming to say hello and you know, there's nothing to fear about it. There was no health issues or anything like that, warnings. And um, and after this first oh, and and they said that Sonny was gonna be my mentor. Mm. So and it was meant to be that I would connect with her. So Sunny never charged me for a Session and she's still one of my best friends and we do seminars together when we can and that was back in 1998. So um, Yeah, so I get to speak to now my parents who who have both passed and my brother-in-law who has passed and my in-laws I've gotten to talk to them through Sunny, and um, So this is how many times I, I we get we just have sessions with the angels to find out Well, oh, what's heaven like? Well, what are you doing? So here's the fun tip for people who are wondering what you can do in heaven. My parents used to bowl here on a mixed team together Mm -hmm. and they say, well, we still bowl in heaven. My mother said, said, now we can cheat, but everyone here would know about it. So we know. (laughs) And my dad, who was my favorite golf partner, there's a sort of type of a golf in heaven that he plays and my mother has learned how to play and she said, yeah, even though uh, I've learned how to play, sometimes I'm still a golf widow up here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they, and oh. they, they love, they've always loved to dance here on earth. They won some jitterbug dance contest together. They, um, they dance in heaven. They, they go to like musical concerts kind of thing. And um, they're just always on a learning curve, always learning, learning, doing, doing, and, you know, and helping people who have newly crossed over. To help them orient to heaven, so uh, yeah, yeah, they're oh. so. Much to do Christine,
0: there. I've got a, a quick story. Um, when my dad was ill in his final weeks on earth, I came clean about me studying the afterlife. And Dad, heavy-duty Catholic, went to church every day, and I was so afraid that he would think I was nuts for, you know. it being interested in mediumship and all these things but I felt like I I had to tell him so you know I remember him with these big eyes listening to me you know just like oh my gosh what is she saying you know and then I told him I took a course on mediumship and he's like okay honey okay and then all of a sudden and I haven't practiced as a media as a medium but all of a sudden in my mind's eye I saw this man and I saw a yellow airplane. They call him a tail dragger with the, uh, the, um, wheel in the back. And it was yellow with black lettering. It was a piper cub. And I just heard, and it got, I think I got the man's name Jim. And I said, Dad, I've got to tell you something. And this is going to sound weird, but. I, I'm hearing in my mind a, a man and he's laughing and he's calling himself Jim. And he's showing me this airplane that's yellow with the black lettering and the tail dragger. And I and I said, he's laughing saying to tell you that you were wrong, that I did get to bring my toys with me. <gasps> well, Christine, my dad burst into tears.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: he said, my now my dad... Uh, was a cancer survivor from 30 years before he ultimately passed away from cancer. But he dad went into went on to helping people with cancer, and his famous line was saying, "You got to beat this because you can't take your toys with you." Jim, <gasps> Jim was a friend of his who uh-huh. owned that yellow airplane.
1: Oh, how validating is that!
0: And so it was after that that Dad said, "I want to know everything, Sandra." everything oh. and then and then this makes me cry but he said um before he passed he said you promise me you write a book you promise me and you oh. help people you know and uh, i thought oh so i you know that's how this all got started is my promise to my Isn't pop? but i'll
1: never forget beautiful. that and do you know how comforting that must have been for your dad yeah. knowing that there was fun beyond this life because <laughs> yeah dad's a pilot Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. because that's what the unknown is a scary part for people um, You know, what's beyond or is it boring? I used to think heaven would be boring and one of the books that I read um, was uh, Embraced by the light by Betty Eadie. Mm-hmm. She had a near-death experience and that was one of the most detailed Experiences taking all around heaven about what the, the you can do there that so impressed me that took my fear of dying away. And I think this was before even my in-laws showed up in my bedroom. I'm not really sure. Maybe around the same time, maybe around the same time. I can't really remember, but um, I do know when I, after my in-laws showed up in my bedroom, speaking about comforting your parents, I went to see my parents the next day and told them all about the spiritual visit, the apparitions. And they were so, uh, mesmerized and I and then i had then I had them both re embraced by the light so they wouldn't be afraid to to die and my talks with them about you know the my in-laws showing up and really helped them not be afraid to die so just like you that me- that message from beyond for your dad from your dad's friend Jim mm-hmm. helped your dad relax about dying
0: and i you know I hate to say this but there, there's a A level of faith that we have uh, with our religion, with our beliefs in the afterlife, and that's all good, fine. But then to hear a story like my dad heard and to witness those tears, its and I'm sure there's still fear for the end, no matter how much our faith is, but to have a knowing or a real belief or hear a story like that, wow. Uh, Uh, To be able to leave this earth uh, in peace...
1: That was the best gift that you could have given your dad, yes. to take fear away. I mean, we all fear the process of dying. Oh, we don't yeah. But what's on the other side is so exciting that, um, you know, after I read Embraced by the Light, uh, I, I said, beam me up, Jesus. This is where I'm going to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> beam me up, Jesus. That's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. How Do you have some stories for us about how... Um, loved ones have shown up to children?
1: Well, usually with children, they uh, show up in, in spiritual presence. So the child is, the younger they are, the more that they can see them and they don't even realize they're seeing a spirit. Now, as the child gets a little older, maybe around five, they start to realize that what they're seeing is a spirit and yet they can still be really comfortable with it. And then sometimes the gift will stay on um, forever because they were meant to um, see and hear spirits that to be a medium or whatever To And it's always about helping other people. It's always about service work for God. And so, um, so yeah, with children it's actually seeing. So as adults, we wish that we all had that, that ability to see our loved ones again and the best way that is going to really happen. Um, the most real way is in a dream where you get to see them and talk to them or hug them or whatever. And, um, for children, they, they don't leave coins for children. They just show up. And even babies, um, babies see spirits from the time they're born. And of course that baby, that, that spirit of that baby knew if that, say if like your dad had passed and already, and then you had a child, That child would already know your dad in heaven before it came here because every one of us are created spirits in heaven with God before we take on our physical bodies and come to earth. And that's when we're in heaven, we make these spiritual agreements with God about a rough blueprint of what our lives are going to look like, uh, how we're going to die, and we volunteer for these things because we want to learn from it, overcome challenges, and we want God and us When we're in heaven, we have a um, we have the understanding that there's going to be a wonderful ripple effect to uh, around the people that are around us in our lives here on Earth. So um, so anyway, that spirit actually knew, say, your dad in heaven before it came here on Earth. So your dad could be playing with that spirit, say, during the pregnancy and definitely after the baby is born. Um, just recently, um, one of my, um, nephews had a baby and, um, and so, and he's, he was kind of sad that my parents wouldn't know the baby. So I got, I, I knew differently, but anyway, when when Sonny and I got to talk to my mother about the baby, they said, oh my gosh, we play with them all the time and he can see us. So I said, so I told him and uh, my nephew, and that was like the biggest gift I could have given him to know that my parents were there playing with them, and they see him. And I said, so sometimes when he's like laughing at nothing, he's looking off to the ceiling or off to the side, and he's smiling and laughing. That's when they're there. That's when they're there. So look for that. Look for Christine, that. Christine,
0: do you have any stories of um, children who have maybe said a name and like that they couldn't possibly know?
1: Um, yeah, so there, yeah, there's a lot in my book. Um, there's over, there's about 107 in my book. Heaven talks to children, and which is all about that. And um, can you give us one of your
0: favorite stories? Yeah, 107. My, so yeah, there's right, more than right,
1: one. Right. Uh, great. So, so there was one where um, a mom had a, th- a two-year-old or a three-year-old, and she had a newborn and um the newborn's baby uh, name was tyler and so tyler unfortunately died uh, a few months old from sids oh and so the mother was trying to explain to her other child the three-year-old that he was in heaven now and that anytime you and they were outside and they were she was showing him the sky and anytime you want to talk to tyler you just talk to him and 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 look at the sky and talk to him and so the three-year-old looked really perplexed and he said well mom why can't i talk to him now he's sitting right here and she saw his hand like look like it was holding somebody's hand okay and then he said and tyler said to tell you not to cry on monday so he said what's happening on monday and she said well On Monday, we're we're having a funeral for Tyler. Uh, Remember, like, when we buried your goldfish? Well, we put him in a box, but that's what we're doing for Tyler. So the little boy looks off to the side, and he shakes his head, and he said, Tyler said they tell you it's only going to be his body. He's not going to be in it. Wow. So, (laughs) you know, so there you go. I mean, how does a three-year-old know that unless the spirit is telling him that? Oh, and I'm sorry. Father said, don't be sad. Don't be sad. It's just his body, but he won't be in it. Yeah, don't be sad. Boy, Mm -hmm.
0: if we really got that when we grieve, it's we're grieving us missing that person. Um, And so many times we think, yeah, their life was cut short and the what ifs. And I I don't think we'll truly understand until it's our time to, um, Passover. What do you call it? What do you call it? Transition? (laughs) Death? Passover?
1: I don't really call it death so much because that's such a final word Yeah, it is. I like like, you know, Passover. I like that. Or pass. pass Passover. That's what I like to use because you're just passing over to the other side. Yeah,
0: transition sounds kind of funny.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) Anyways, but when that moment comes that we open our eyes, you know, close them one last time here and open them again and see like what an incredible real awesome place it is and if we could only get that while we're on earth yeah like really get like, it that like they're fine it's us that's not
1: that's right exactly and like they have no pain uh it's just such a wonderful place full of joy and feeling god's all-encompassing love, unconditional love, and and people are afraid of God. I re- I remember growing up going to Catholic schools, being taught by none that we were uh, that God was always angry at us, and so it was hard to establish a feeling of love towards God if He's always mad at me. So um, as I got o- as I got older, I think maybe it was around twenty or teenager, older teenager, I th- it really bothered me about God. And um, I thought, well, how can God be really angry at us all the time? Because I was thinking about Jesus seemed to love everybody. So I found this picture in some kind of a shop with Jesus sitting down, all these children around him. And I bought that picture and it's still hanging up right beside me right now to remind me of how loving God is. And he's not always, he's not angry at us. And that was maybe the, the God of the Old Testament before Jesus showed us another way. And, uh, but he's truly a God of love. I think God of the Old Testament is trying to keep all these people in line. (laughs) (laughs) They were so bad. But the true nature of God is one of love.
0: Christine, how do you explain, this is just your own beliefs, because I know, you know, if, if, if a young person like Tyler gets taken away or, you know, a child, child okay. that never gets time. I mean, so many people right. are, get angry at God.
1: Right.
0: Because right. I know you've got quite a bit of uh, time helping people through grief. I mean, would you give any sort of explanation? I mean, did Tyler have his death yeah, pre-planned?
1: Yes. Yeah. See, that Tyler's soul, when he was in heaven, signed up to be to go home back early because there was a bigger... Uh, spiritual good that was going to come out of all this it was part of his plan and Usually children that come down like this are known as angel unawares, which means that their spirit uh, Consciousness has reached that angelic level which we're all trying to reach at the angelic level and so um, not that he was born an angel, but his spirit had reached that angelic level and um, so his mission was to come down and be here very briefly Because there was going to be a really um, um, much greater good to come out of that. And of course, and it was meant to be to whoever was affected by his passing. You know, it could be maybe he's helping in SIDS research. Or, um, you know, maybe family to appreciate um, the gift of life while we're here. There's just so many... We don't know all the reasons why. Only God knows the reasons why. So, uh, But there's always meant to be a greater good. We're not being punished. I mean, I know someone who is a gynecologist. And the first time his wife got pregnant, she, had, she lost the baby. Um, she had a miscarriage. And she eventually went on to have children. But I, I understood that was sort of like uh, obvious to me. Because how could he be in that field and not understand, if a mother loses a child, what it means to her, but because it touched his life personally, then he could have greater empathy for all the women that came to him that may have had a miscarriage. Mm, you very see? true. see? So, it wasn't meant to hurt them, but it was meant to help his patients, you do, know, that came to him. Do in kids, my... That's how I analyze it anyway.
0: No, that's good. Do, do kids continue to grow up in the yes. afterlife?
1: have a choice. They can continue to grow up uh, or they can be instantly back to an adult spirit. It it's, it's depends on them, whatever they want to do. So yes, mm-hmm, they definitely do. Mm-hmm.
0: And we get reunited when it's our time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so when they're children, like for instance, I'd said that I had had a miscarriage and so that little one came to visit me and, um, and uh, so I asked about it one time talking to my in-laws through sunny wells and they said uh well she was about nine years old then at that time she was growing up in heaven and they were taking care of her and that she loved to sit on her grandfather's knee and he would sing to her and so you know it was really very comforting to hear that that she was growing up in heaven with them you see they were taking care of her
0: yeah Oh, Christine, this is so good. I I just um, I want to get my hands on uh, your second book about Grandpa.
1: Oh, and you know, before we go, oh, I just yeah. want to give um, parents how they can help their children with grief recovery. Yeah,
0: we're not in any hurry, so you just okay, say right. what you like.
1: All right, so um, for young children, and maybe older children too, yeah, older children too, you can make them a hug pillow. Where say if their dad died, you could get a picture and have it transferred onto like a pillowcase and then if they want to hug their dad, it's sort of like something tangible mm-hmm. that they can hold on to um, you know maybe some a special stuffed animal or something that they connect to their dad. Um, you can make a quilt out of the loved one's clothes. you could like pe- you know piece it all together and make a quilt or you could take parts of their clothes and put it, uh, sew it on top of a quilt so they can feel like they're being surrounded by the love of their dad or whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. Oh, they can write them letters. See, um, if you don't understand that our, our loved ones still see and hear us and they're around us a lot, you'd think it might be uh, foolish or, right. to write them a letter, but they do. And the letter, they see you writing the letter. They hear those thoughts and those words to them. So it brings them to you. And so you can read the letter out loud. Little children can draw pictures to their, to their dads or whomever that passed. And they can, like, save them in a special album uh, for their dad. But, you know, and their dad just may show up and visit them, too. So um, to show them that he, you know, in a dream or, or in person, in um, or, or real time, uh, to show them that he gets it. That he hears them and I think the most important thing for people to know is that their loved ones continue to be a part of their lives They still see and hear them and when you realize that It's like a warm comforting shawl being over your shoulders that you're not alone that they're still a part of your life Trying to help you in every way that they can and um, another way for children to celebrate um, is to look, say it's an anniversary or their, their dad's birthday. They can have balloons, they're throw, you know let go and go to heaven, and uh, you can. I think the parents should, or the mother, if it's the dad, could still have a cake to celebrate that loved one's birthday. And I think it's important to keep the memory alive uh, through uh, photos of them, through videotapes. Um, I think it's just important. To do that so you don't feel like they're they're gone and forgotten
0: even having okay. a seat at a Thanksgiving table you yes, know, if you have exactly. an extra chair you exactly. know yeah
1: okay. I do remember though when my um, when my dad died he was the first one in our family to go and the first Easter came around and I thought how am I gonna look at that, that, that empty chair it's gonna so really hurt and then my brother-in-law went over and he sat down in my dad's chair and I thought and I thought, oh, thank you, thank you for filling that chair. Yeah, I don't have to look at that empty chair. So everyone's different, exactly. Everybody, you know, um, and and it helped me. Oh, by the way, that my sister, my younger sister, never believed in afterlife signs, and she used to walk out of the room when my mama and I were talking about them. And um, she was almost estranged for us in that in that uh, topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we didn't push her on it. So that same Easter, she went out to the cemetery to visit our dad's grave, and she said, "Daddy, Daddy, just talk to me, talk to me, talk to me." And she heard in her head, "Take care of mommy, take care of mommy, take care of mommy." And there, here's someone who didn't believe, right? And that was Easter, you know. So, and that started her on the road to believing all these things, which have really helped her a lot in her healing, especially after my mother passed, who she was especially close to yeah sure
0: we 're each on our own individual journey we don 't have to oh, go by what everybody else says, or if somebody says well that 's crazy it can 't be we don 't have to listen to that i mean really i I really encourage all of us to look for our own truths you know and most of the times that i 've had that jackpot luck like I had with the uh, seeing that airplane. It's when I was willing to use my imagination and and had the courage to open my mouth. And so to trust and, you know, you don't have to talk to people about this if you don't want to, but really to pray and ask for signs and be grateful. And
1: and, and I would say share them with people who are like-minded, not people who... um, you know skeptics and that would make fun of you but I do remember uh, when after I had that first session with the angels I got into reflexology hand and foot reflexology so I could put my hands on people with the touch healing and um, and I found that God was constantly sending to me people who were grieving and sometimes I would see this broken heart around them you know during during my work on them and um, and I thought, oh my gosh, it, one after another after another. So I finally said, uh, I finally said, uh, you know, I are you grieving anybody? Or, and then they would open up, and I'd say, well, did you like get any visits from them? Maybe in a dream or whatever. I opened it up like a dream is a safe way because most people dream, and uh, it opened up the conversation, and then they could share with me, and I could share with them. What to be on the lookout for. So, and many times they can't share this with people because they, they're afraid that people will think they're hallucinating or, you know, crazy or just in deep grief. And this is just all product of their imagination. So, what's yeah. the
0: name of your Facebook group again? Because,
1: uh, sure,
0: if people can people join it if they're interested.
1: Oh, yeah. no, it's a private group. What you have to do is just ask to, to join. It's called After Death Communications and prayer wave because we pray for people to get a sign from their loved ones that was the whole point of it and we do that every friday and um but if you go to my website christineduminiac.com there's a link to be able to link right onto that facebook um group also
0: yeah it's so important i feel to have like-minded people to be able to talk about this too because you know, I I know what it's like to, even when I came out with my book, I was scared to death what people would think, oh my
1: God. Well, me too, because my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, um it, it was a priest. And so, you know, being a Catholic, i like, how can I share this with him? So I start to tell him about mm-hmm. his parents visiting me and, and oh, and they wished you a happy birthday, you know, cause, and. And so he's, he would, he was, because they're not um, educated in this, in the seminary, they tend to want to stay, stay away from everything, which is kind of strange because look at all the, the uh, formal saints that have made apparitions. Okay. But they're worried that, you know, Satan could be involved and, you know, you're getting like messages that aren't true and that's a legitimate concern. But from being with Sonny and having her be my mentor, I knew how to Um, ask for God's protection and rebuke and things like that. So my, I felt very safe when someone was communicating with me because I, I always, uh, faithfully did this. And so we would go to lunch together and I would always walk away crying because, you know, he wasn't supportive at all. He was like, stay away, stay away. And so I finally said, we have to agree to disagree. So then after he retired and he was in, um, a home, uh, home for retirement home for priests, And I was so afraid to tell him about my first book, God's Gift of Love, After Death, which was all these people's afterlife stories and identify the 20 common ways that people are um, visited from the afterlife. And I said, and I was afraid it was going to come out on the news because I knew I was going to be on TV and in the newspaper. And I didn't want him to hear it secondhand. Right. See if the other priest recognized the last name. So I told him about it and he and he was actually proud of me and he started selling my books to the other priest. I said what? This wow. I never expected that. So then um after he passed I got to talk to him through Sonny Wells and and I used to tell people how he used to make me cry and everything and he really wouldn't you know go into the conversation with me. The first thing he said was, well, Chris, I guess I owe you an apology. I should have investigated what you were telling me. And so, and that was so healing for me to hear him say, I should have apologized instead of making me cry all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, Jack, I knew you were trying to protect me. I got that. And he said, yes, I was. I was trying to protect you. So, But he said, I should have explored it more with you. So he could really understand it. and um, But again, it's the Catholic training and the seminary. It's like, stay away from everything, uh, I-, I feel, unless it's like a- an apparition from a saint, you know. So they don't realize that um, the informal saints who are our loved ones also have apparitions and, and ways of communicating with us. So... Yeah, so that was very nice. That was gratifying to hear him apologize. Mm. Is Christine,
0: is there any protection thing that we should all be doing when we're
1: yes, talking I to our ones? Yeah, I have that in um Heaven talks to children to protect children. But this is what um you, there's a very simple form that you could just say Jesus or God if you're not if you're not a Christian to protect me. If you are a Christian, uh, you'd say, um jesus please protect me and any spirits around me who are oh i'm sorry uh please bind and rebuke satan and all his followers and all those who are not committed and in service to our lord and savior jesus christ and so what sunny does is she asks that spirit if they are committed to jesus christ our lord and savior and they have to answer yes if they don't answer yes she will not communicate with them because she knows it's a false spirit trying to give her false messages and her clients false messages. So she binds and rebukes Satan and and then asks them those questions as a testing thing. So I have that in my book, Heaven Talks to Children. I have a simple form for anybody, no matter what your belief system is. And then I have one for Christians um, because they understand about uh, Satan and demons and they, you know, that would be good for them. And I'm updating my book, God's Gift of Love After-Death Communications. And it's going to be in there also how to do that to safely communicate with spirits. So uh, I have a chapter in both books, um, Heaven Talks to Children and this new one coming out, an updated version that talks about the Bible and spirit communication in the Bible in the New Testament, because many times Christians are given a gift of the Holy Spirit and they have to can't their church leaders who think they are protecting them or um, trying to protect them. Don't realize that this is a gift of the Holy Spirit and then how to do this um, and how they can do it um, responsibly and protect themselves. So that's why I updated uh, my my new edition of that book that will be coming out in a few weeks. Hmm. And so they would feel relaxed with the gift and. um and I, I quote scripture, which will help them feel okay about it, and not to turn away from their faith because of, um, you know, what maybe clergy might say to them: if God has given you a gift to use, it's not a sin to use it. It's expected of you to use it. You
0: yeah, know? Yeah, I, I know. Uh, talking about religion and Jesus and God, and sometimes it can get controversial because people believe in all different stuff. And yes. um, I heard somebody it was really great they were comparing god to like a light a light light bulb something like that that there's all these different lamps and lampshades and shapes and sizes and all that all over the world but the light remains the same and so that for me yeah for me you know no matter where somebody's at you know look for what re- resonates and and I've I've not really done too many prayers of protection but what I notice I have done is any time I've done things I've just imagined this pure safe white light surrounding like a, a bubble and and it, and it is there is a prayer there and there is the intention so uh that might just be my my way of doing it you know um yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But well, you might, if you you know if you have either one of my books, well mm-hmm. uh, if you have Heaven Talks to Children," you know th- there's a chapter on there, and I think it would give you comfort to even more to even know more about about how to protect yeah, yourself yeah. Uh, and why and why. So. so
0: so great. And now I'm looking at time, going oh we got to wrap things up. Um, and thank you, obviously, but can you just tell us this let's get back to Grandpa visits from Heaven and Grammy visits from heaven I've read Grammy, and I called my Grammy Grammy, so I love that but what's the difference with the the two books
1: okay so um one is a the Grammy is like a a a young child's relationship with her grandmother, and then her grandmother dies and the and so you can see uh visually um how she goes off with the angels to heaven and how there's a big party for her up there. And, and God tells her she's a really good Grammy and uh, (laughs) sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the little girl, you know, uh, really misses her grandmother and her grandmother and God hears her prayer because she asked for her grandmother to come back and um, play with her one more time. And so God was very touched by her prayer. And um, he sends a grandmother back and she was, their favorite thing to do was to swing on a yellow swing. Her feet couldn't touch the ground. And one day she was out there very sad, missing her grandmother and suddenly she got this big push and the grandmother spends the whole day with her. And then she, you see her fly off to heaven and she says, I'll, I'll be back for all your big occasions for when you go to, um, first day of school. And, uh, and she, your birthdays and you'll, I'll visit you in my dreams and sometimes you'll see me and sometimes you won't, but I'm always with you. Sweet. Now the one with the grandpa visits from heaven, it's a boy's relationship with its grandfather. So they're doing more boy type things like um, they would go camping together and stay overnight and they would roast marshmallows and they would go fishing together and walk through woods and you know, talk to the animals and things like that. And the grandson used to go up the mountains to his father, to his grandfather's mountain house every summer and spend his vacation or his time with him, and then he was all packed ready to go when his mother has to tell him that his grandfather died and that he won't be going up there to play with him but for the funeral. So then that gives the mother the opportunity to explain, um, you know, that he died and his spirit that looks just like him popped out of his body and off with the angels to heaven. And you see that picture so the child can visualize, can see it in front of them. And then the little boy is so upset because he didn't get a chance to say goodbye to his grandpa. So they go back up to the mountains. They're, they're packing up the house. The little boy's really sad and he goes to bed and he prays to God that uh told my grandpa that um, goodbye and that I love him. So God sends his grandpa back to visit him. And he's, like, so surprised, a little boy, and he, and he explains what happened, what, you know, that he'll be with them always. I'll be, like, an angel on your shoulder, and, they play a little bit. <clears throat> and he said, you know, I'll be back again to visit you, and I'm coming to all your special occasions. And then his grandfather goes off to heaven when you see him flying off to heaven again. <clears throat> so it's, like. Maybe one's more appropriate from from a little girl, little girl. You see them like going to the the grandmother, going to the beach together and um, giving her a bath and with her swing. Whereas a little boy does more like they're playing video games and, um, you know, the camping and the fishing and kind of that kind of thing. So whatever one seems appropriate for in your particular case, that would be the book to get. Uh But both of them have the same central theme that they are watching over them in heaven, God hears their prayers, and they come back to visit them and play with them.
0: So let me ask you, imagine that as a youngster, mom or dad or anybody reads this book with a child, and that child really gets it and now starts this relationship and trust that Grammy and Grampy and the dog and everybody is still there. What's potential for that adult that little kid to grow up like as an adult, what kind of person could that be?
1: Oh, I think they wouldn't be so afraid of death. And I I think that's a really big one because we all know as we go along that we're all going to die and everyone's fearful of dying on the other side. But if you think your grampy is on the other side and, and your pet's on the other side and God's on the other side and there's all these fun things to do in heaven, which are illustrated, the fun things to do in heaven, you won't be afraid to go there like I was as a child because I thought you just floated around on a cloud.
0: Yeah, really good. And I think too, when you're not afraid of uh, dying and death, you're not as afraid of life and you can put your life into perspective that we exactly. must be here to learn and to grow Let's and just, to forgive and share and play and be grateful and pray I, and all that yeah. stuff.
1: And also, if there's someone you really love and you know that you're still a part of your life and they still hear you and see you, then it's not like they've gone off into a black hole either. Yeah. And so that's very important for adults and children to know.
0: Yeah, because grieving can take years away from yeah, our lives.
1: Yeah, people say, my dad didn't see me get married. Well, he did. He was there. Right. And that, these are the things points that they're trying to get across to us with their afterlife signs they don't miss a trick when it comes to our lives and if people knew that it would be so comforting for them um to internalize that and just keep on talking to them keep yeah. on talking to your loved ones.
0: that's a good advice for anyone and for all of us even though these are these two are children's books she's got a, plenty of adult books out as well but there is a child inside each one of us and uh to just Get it from a child's perspective that um, you're not alone and they are part of your life. It's a pretty big deal. So, Christine, um, one more time, your website is? I'll spell it out
1: because I have a funny last name spelling. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-D-U-M-I-N-I-A-K. And my books are on the website too.
0: Yep, you have it all. And then also, should you be listening to this on YouTube, if you just scroll down to the um, description of this episode, I have got links to Christine's website, her books, her uh, After Death Communication and Prayer Wave Facebook group. And yeah, that's it. And also, just as a quick invite to you who's listening, you may have heard me say this before, but probably not if this is your first episode. Uh, I just started a Facebook group, too, with um, my listeners, people that are passionate about learning more and want some friends that they can openly discuss this with.
1: Oh, very nice. And,
0: it, and it's just been awesome And just a matter of just over we- a week, week's Weed time. You type in, we, oh, thanks for asking, We Don't Die That's- Listeners just type in we don't die listeners into the search box, but just in a matter of a week and a half or well over 300 members. So that tells me that people are listening, which I'm ever so wonderful, grateful. And, and lastly, um, if anyone wants to meet me in person, which would be fun, September 15th through 17th, I'm going to be speaking at something called the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium, which will be in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if you want to find out more, afterlifestudies.org is the website all about afterlife communications, what's happening with the cutting edge of uh Afterlife proof, uh, end of life stuff, lots of good things. And on the night of the 14th, I'm actually flying in the daytime of the 14th, the day before it all starts. But it's going to be at the Embassy Suites in Scottsdale. Who's ever there around happy hour? On the 14th, I'm going to be in the lobby wearing my bright blue shirt so you recognize me, and it's just an opportunity to meet each other. There's going to be several hundred of us actually from uh, that listen to this show there, and I would definitely like an opportunity to say hello and give you a hug and, and just meet you face-to-face, so go to studies. I have
1: to say, I've been at a seminar where we were both keynote speakers with Sandra, and she is the most loving warm person. You're just going to love her. And in person and her talk is just wonderful. I think everybody can identify with where she was in her life and where she is now. And it's just a mesmerizing um, talk. So you're just going to love it.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah, to go from being a skeptic and doing the mountains of of research, and now almost 200 hours of great conversations with people about the afterlife. You know, I've gone from that skeptic to having faith, to having a belief, to now knowing that it is real. It is real, and it's, you know, I I don't always remember it 24-7, because I'm human, but when I do, and I keep myself empowered by... Having these shows, having these conversations with Christine, with others, being part of the Facebook group. I mean, when you can surround yourself with um, books and shows and friends and things like that, you'd live a whole different kind of life. We really do. So, Christine, any final words before we end?
1: Uh, Just I want people to know that your loved ones can still see and hear you and believe the children if they're telling you that they're seeing someone or if they're pointing out someone in a photo album who visits them, who they've never met in real life. So just believe them because it's a gift from God.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Christine. Thank you. Domeniac. I love talking to you Sandra. I hope to see you in person sometime. Oh, I know it'll happen. And for our listener, thank you for being here this past hour. Uh, I want to remind you, we don't die radio.com is a good home base where you can see all the past hundred and... This is episode of 179. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were first on episode 23, Christine. So oh, awesome. Wow. But anyways, it's... We Don't Die Radio. You can go to see all the past episodes you can always click on the Insiders Club and read a free copy of my book and get a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. So in
1: all of this be available this podcast so I'll let people know.
0: Yeah, thanks. I will definitely send you the link as soon as it's uh, ready. And of course it's ready now for people listening. Um, but then you can share it as well. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain and I'm delighted been your host on We Don't Die Radio this past hour and I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important and like Christine said, you're not alone. Your loved ones are a part of your life. So I want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.